Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The TARDIS is back, baby. Woo! All right, it's time to talk about the Ghost Monument, episode two of Jodie Whittaker's run as the Doctor. We're going to get into this plot line with an amazing race-style death trap thing, apparently. the All the dynamics between her new friends, not companions, they're friends, best friends, if you will. And we're going to talk about our opinions on the new TARDIS today on the Doctor Who After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, guys. Ooh, let's listen to this. Everybody wave your arms slowly. We're in a rave. This is... This is t- okay, if you're just listening to the podcast, what I need you to do is go to YouTube right now. Just so you can see Dave's face <laughs> as he raved to this, this is song. This how I begin every episode. Now oh, I'm just no. saying, every time I start a Doctor Who episode and I'm traveling through that acid-spitting <laughs> little, like, intro. I love it. I love uh, the new intro. Hey, it's guys, great. welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's Doctor Who After Show. Uh, we're going to be getting into all this stuff, including we're going to talk about the new intro, uh, and we're going to... I can't way to talk about all because there's so many new things every week now when you get a new doctor there's so much to talk about and I'm excited I'm excited you guys (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm such a nerd Uh, which I assume all of you are because you're listening to this or watching it Um, I'm your host Zach Wilson Uh, I am joined today by Zia Anderson hey everybody thank you for having me also super excited thank you for keeping your attendance in check Zia I try Uh, Adrian is unfortunately not (laughs) uh, able to join us today (laughs) I thought that was a dig at me for missing last week which I'm sorry about but I'm here now (laughs) and I'm Dave Child hi everybody (laughs) oh boy Dave I'm so excited to have you back yeah Uh, Adrian will be back with us next week Um, she just had to work she couldn't make it today yeah 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 but uh we will carry on in her stead. Um, right off the top, I just want to know what you guys thought of this episode. I I really liked this episode. I actually thought this was... There was stuff in this episode. I was a little hesitant about the last episode, to be truthful. I was kind of like, I enjoyed it, but I'm like, I don't know what this new Doctor's like. I don't know anything about this, what the tone of the show is really going to be yet. And I felt like it kind of came off a little torchwoody, the episode. Mm-hmm. And I was worried about that. Oh, interesting. You're not wrong. I see where I, you're You know what from. I mean? There's a bit of like... I mean, there might be a reasoning to that. Yeah. As Chris Chibnall ran Torchwood. Right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. But it kind of... And it had that kind of feeling where it just kind of didn't feel like it was deep into the trenches of like a good sci-fi story. And this episode felt like it did that. So it kind of saved a lot of my the things I was a little worried about from the first episode. And we got to really get a, more of a sense of the Doctor now. I think it was good to get us off planet. Yes. Mm-hmm. To get into that. I think so. Um, 
we had to, to go through some heavy lifting to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, Zia, what about you? What did you think? That's what I was waiting for and hoping for also, for them to get off planet to kind of see a little bit more about what the tone of the show is going to be. I was also a little bit nervous, and I, I really did like this episode. I did. I liked the plot of it. I liked the characters that they introduced. I liked seeing more of Jody as the Doctor because that was really fun. Um, it, but I just find myself mourning a little bit of the tone of the previous seasons. Mm. Interesting. Just the tone, and it does feel very Torchwood. And this one... I know I said this last season. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but it just doesn't feel quite as whimsical and quite as uh, fun. I'm missing a I'm missing a little bit of that. It feels like a different show, and not that I don't like it. I just find myself, you know, mourning the I, loss of the previous episodes. I understand season, what you're where what you're getting at there because I think I've I think that's actually I think you're able to put into words what I was trying to figure out <laughs> um, because there is something it does feel like there's something missing right yeah. now that I can't couldn't quite put my finger on and I think part of it is that like I liked this the concept like mm-hmm. when I think about especially the concept right. here like this like weird like race like, I kind of wanted more information about this race and like every like what is this I, I, the rally of the 12 galaxies is what we believe it's called it's also interesting that it's a competition and last episode was also a competition kind yeah, of you know right. as someone who is it was like, a it was a uh, like a test yeah but it was that's also a competition you know it also feels like he's doing a test and then somehow they're related to this episode two the teeth guys from the first yes. one the teeth guy is like related to this one but i i just wonder before we move on did you did you say it's like not as whimsical this like new doctor oh not the new doctor the tone of the show the tone of the mm-hmm. show yeah because that's one thing that i i do actually like about the new doctors it feels like she's very optimistic yeah and like i actually down for adventure <laughs> sorry yes have that in my but i understand well. she is yeah, optimistic yeah, yeah. but I, but i get it because like she's but the show like everything including Overall. jody's doctor right. are not very whimsical right now um like in the ter- in the sense of like it is it feels very grounded. Yes. I guess so. It feels very it feels more like a kids show right now. It feels like it, does. it feels like something kind of aimed towards kids, which is not a bad thing necessarily. I mean, I mean it's yeah. Doctor Who, it always has that side to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it got further away from that I think in the Capaldi seasons. Mm-hmm. It got yeah. much darker. When it gets and it got it got a little bit like that in the Matt Smith stuff too. I feel like when basically Moffat Moffat yeah, made it darker. Moffat likes yeah. the there's no creepy children so far. For one. We're two episodes and there's no creepy children. I like the creepy children. I love the creepy children. But I was like, that's that's the sort of thing that I'm trying to figure out what the tone is because yeah. I guess you're right. Because it does feel like on the surface whimsical in the way that everyone's like, Hey, we're a family traveling through space. We're a bunch of, you know, we're with an optimistic doctor who's ready for adventure. That feels optimistic. That feels like a kid's movie. But the, I guess the adventures they're going on don't. They have like that grounded sense to it or something. And the way they film it also a little bit. There's a lot of close-up shots they do when they're running. It's Yeah. And there's a lot of shaky cam, which (laughs) Probably not the term that's used normally. It's following them with shaky while they're running. Yeah. So it's a lot of it's a lot of close up and it feels very yeah, I guess grounded would be the right word. It, right. It, especially like last week felt very cinematic. This mm-hmm. had like very cinematic moments. It just there's as much as like each individual piece of the episode I liked as a whole, I'm just I needed that extra kick. And I think yes. what is and I'm gonna go I'm gonna switch up our order a little bit and just talk about Jody's doctor again. Right. 
because um, it's the thing everybody's talking about right it's now. also it's like, we really got to hear who she is now mm-hmm. I, so, so I, I want to I want to know your take on like what you so here's my question and yeah. this is what I'm trying to figure out is like what would you use to what would how would you describe Jody's doctor as opposed to other versions of the doctor like right now, that's what I'm trying to put my finger on because I like what she's doing. Like it, it this, it, she absolutely feels like the doctor. Like unquestionably, she feels like the doctor. But I know how to describe like Peter Capaldi's angry aging yeah. doctor. Doesn't I know, and like hugs. I know Professor. how to talk about uh, Matt Smith's fairy tale, lo- like light on his feet, wacky doctor. David Tennant's like. By the book, like happy, but like ready to get in your face He's got about edge. it. Yeah. yeah, edgy, like He's not gr- edgy, He's but like grunge doctor. I like to call him. <laughs> He's a grunge. <laughs> and then, like, even um, we only got one season of him, but Eccleston's doctor was this like hap- I would describe him as like a happy-go-lucky punk. Yeah, yeah, happy um, punk. But like, I know be. what these people are, and I don't know how to describe Jody yet. I'm getting a sense of her that she's the adventurer. She is more of like. She's the kind of wisecracking. It, while Capaldi was someone who's the professor who might be slightly insane and takes you on the magic school bus, uh, she is more of the the person you're in detention with who will get you into further trouble. That's kind <laughs> of what I get a sense of okay. her from. Okay. Who she's like kind of, she's she's eager for adventure, she's eager to do something, but I also like how she's, already made a mistake like she already put all these people into danger and is bumbling her way into it and i kind of like that like the doctor that makes mistakes and isn't always like super smart and she also has these like great moments like i just the way that she phrased a lot of comebacks or just like that guy's like you know he's he's not like very and anyway what my favorite moment is like it's not all that and then she's like it's very all that (laughs) Like, those moments that are just, like, where she comes back right away with a quip. She seems to be very fast in, like, in little things. And I'm just getting more of a sense of what her sense of humor is and how she's responding to danger and everything, too. So I kind of want to see more of that. Or the the idea that she's like, oh, I I realized I put things in these pockets (laughs) and then took out, (laughs) like, you know, um, the glasses and had a very nice kind of classic Doctor Who back and forth about how this is either uh, Pythagorean? Pythagoras. 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 Thank you. Audrey a smart boy. Is it Audrey Hepburn or Pythagoras? And that that's a nice little like kind of classic Doctor Who oh, yeah. name dropping. Uh, name dropping two random, random people. The historical figures that have nothing to do with anything. And it I kind of like, that. yeah, and it kind of eased me back into like who the, she is a doctor. She is the doctor. Yeah. And you're getting a little bit of sense of that, but her spin is there still. So I, I'm seeing it. I like to, by the way, um, I am following the chat. So if anyone has their opinions about what, what this new doctor is like. Please let us know. Yeah, I would love to hear, like, whether it's now or in the comments afterwards, like, what do you guys think is the defining characteristic so far for the 13th Doctor? Yeah, like Jacob Albers already said in the chat, uh, she's a stern teacher, which is kind of the other way. She's more of, like, she is more of the professor type. It's interesting that you got student attention Yeah, Jacob got teacher. Yeah, because I feel like with her friends or companions or whatever we want to call them, she feels like she's talking to them like equals. She's not like talking down to them 
like I got from Capaldi or something, which is like Capaldi tends to be just has that older guy right. sort of let me tell you what to do. And she's more of like, we got to work together. This is what you do. You have this ability. Do this. You have this ability. And she's kind of forming the team. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but let's dive into the plot of this episode. Mm-hmm. So because um, last week's episode we talked about was very like the plot was almost background noise mm-hmm. to yeah. like everything else going on. But this was like we had a story like we were dropped in the middle of a story and it's this rally of the 12 galaxies which yeah. is like as i was describing it's the amazing race except i don't know if there are people watching that was what i wanted to know like they it's like for like 12 trillion monies um, <laughs> and there's like one guy that's running it and being like ah, i couldn't i could just end it with no one winning i don't care like what is there i are there cameras watching them like what that's what i wanted to know like more of here it feels uh, like there has to be because how they didn't say it but how are they monitoring what's going on and then also what are they winning the money for just for that one man's amusement yeah, that's why I think there must be a TV audience, but they didn't tell us that. Um, so I was very curious. Or if it's just like the Tour de France, which nobody watches. Um, <laughs> I also had like, he also said something that was like, I won the game and mm-hmm. now I want to end it. Which kind of made me like wish that, I don't know, this is something nitpicky, but I wish we found out more about him through the planet that they're on. Like I was hoping that the planet was going to be connected to him like that was his planet but even winning the 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 money didn't save his planet it still got t- turned into this kind of desolate wasteland or yeah. something like that but that didn't really come back because it we, was just kind of sad. yeah it, we pop in and they they so we we found out why they were in the middle of space it was because this planet's been knocked off its axis yeah um and like there are three suns this planet's got all kinds of problems uh, <laughs> right it wasn't knocked off its axis that that was so many things was happening with that planet. It kind yeah. of like missed a few things. The the water was poison because it had flesh eating bacteria in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um there are military robots that are trying to let her there to like kill anybody. Snipers. Sniper robots. And a bunch of rags. That are and deadly psychic yeah. rags. Yeah. Is this so I, I got lost a little bit with the the the, the paper. <laughs> <laughs> the like the super rags, like super rags. Um, what it's because they they were reading the doctor's mind, and this is like where I think like was one of the more in, most interesting parts of the episode because this was I don't think Chibnall has said that there's not going to be any big through lines, but this episode dropped a bunch of stuff. It's like oh Stenza we're doing was we're doing through lines. The fact that the yeah the Stenza are mm-hmm. are going to become this run are running. Thing. Like, clearly that's going to be important. Yeah. So I wonder if it was, like, a false flag, like, when he was saying there's no, like, serialized elements. Maybe he's just not doing two-parters, but it feels like there's right. definitely a through line here. I hope so. Yeah. I always enjoy that when there's something tying all of the episodes in together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I th- and if this episode is to, has anything to say, yes. Like, the, the, yeah. you don't just randomly drop that it's the same villain we met last episode right. for that not to be important so like the stens are not just like hunting humans randomly the stens are also genociding a planet mm-hmm. like they're murdering this this woman's uh like entire people yeah albar yeah um so that's clearly the evil the teeth guys are evil yeah <laughs> teeth dudes pretty evil the tooth fairies yeah when they put when they put teeth in their face <laughs> they're not good 
dudes. We were saying last week, like, and I, I, or at least I was, I kind of hope that we find out, like, he's the only one that does that. And, like, and they're, they're just like, <laughs> yeah, he's really weird. I don't know what that's about. Um, But I am, I, like, the other the other thing that I want to I want to talk about is the 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 crazy rags. Uh-huh. Did they say where those came from? And I missed it. The doc. They were, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You go ahead. They were created right by the scientists yeah. that were there doing. I guess it was the Stenzars. They were forcing them to make scientific creations for them. So they, they were had their ju- families. Okay, so that's that's okay. That makes sense. Like they were so the. Because my thought was that these are some form of psychic paper. Oh, that's an interesting idea. But I do know that, yeah, that would be interesting if they build on that. But they had more of a cloth feel to it. Yeah. You know? And or if think... it's, like, related. Like, they took the properties of psychic paper and put it into and a more into living it. form. That would be a fun idea. I think this is where we get our writer brains start to like pop in because this has happened in previous seasons where we end up going like, this is the Doctor Who episode we would write. But I don't think it's going to be related to that. Okay. Um, they did say something about like, you know, because the, they wrote in blood or whatever mm-hmm. on the ground. They basically said this whole planet is like filled with whole death traps and it's basically a weapons test ground. Like, yeah. Um, and... One of them is just the psychic paper that started, like, you know, suffocating people. And and I thought they were also going to say something like, oh, they're going after the wounded, which is would I found that interesting that they're bandages that kill off wounded people. And I thought they were building off of that because the guy had a, a screwed up leg from his his mommy dearest. Like story. we were going to do what similar yeah. to the um, I forget uh, the. I forget what the title of the episode was, the pirate episode from the Matt Smith seasons. Oh, when they're in space. Um, yeah, when... The Med uh, Bay is attacking. It's it's yeah, just the doctor. Yes. It's just a doctor, but it's an AI doctor interface. Yeah. 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 Um, like that, so it could have been something similar to that. But like, I want to talk about what the the psychic rags said, because this seemed like a big moment. That was mm-hmm. a thrill. When they're basically be. reading the doctor's mind, like supposedly... More than she even knows is what it says. And what did they say? Something about the timeless child. The timeless child was the big was the big like thing, and that phrase seemed to freak her out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, there's something about the timeless child. The implication seemed to be that that was something she was called as a child. Uh huh. So when. This is where this whole thing gets really confusing. When she was a little boy, uh-huh. um, he was called uh, the timeless child, and maybe that was something that resulted in the eventual, eventually having the doctor run away. Mm-hmm. In that, like that, that well, like where they've talked about like seeing into the time vortex and then running. It's interesting because they also yes, yeah, that's right. The seeing into the time vortex is how. The difference between the master and mm-hmm. the doctor, mm-hmm. and that becomes important. And also, they did bring up, you know, because they're doing. I'm sure you talked about this last week, but they're doing the whole catching people up if this is their first Doctor Who like episode they've ever seen. This episode, had. I felt it more than I had previously. Oh, but, the first yeah. episode was riddled with it, almost too much that I'm like, oh right, we have to go through this, explaining what a sonic screwdriver is, explaining right. this, explaining all that, and now they're just like, they're still doing it because they still have some catch-up to do. But one of the things she said last week that might actually be into this theme is when she says, my family 
died like died off a long time ago which is like something that yeah that's true they're establishing that the time lords aren't really around right now but it could also be building up the idea that maybe her family is going to become important later you know is that where we're going well with this? I, I sort of hope so the time lords are back like they're around again right oh, that's and they so confusing. like they mm-hmm. the, the time lords are are they hidden or out not in the universe no like they're accessible right at this point like they're not making a stink like they're 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 in isolation mode but they they like if the doctor wanted to reach gallifrey she could as yeah. as my understanding of it, don't don't hold me to that because it's very confusing. Yeah, if we're wrong, let us know because it does come become confusing. Because I remember when he was trying to get when the doctor was to, was a he and was trying to get to uh, to Gallifrey and finally broke through and it's like was just there and I felt like it was super disappointing when that happened because it was just seemed like almost a dead planet. I thought I expected Gallifrey to be something big and they could end up doing something else with that i i hope so i mean like i was i've always been intrigued um z i'm very curious to hear your thoughts on this because we like dave and i talked about it a lot last mm-hmm. season yeah. with the whole gallifrey but like do you think that they should bring gallifrey back into the focus of the story <sighs> i'll let you think about it like because my first instinct is to say no Move away from okay. the Gallifrey. Yeah. 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 Because I feel like it was such a background thing in all of the previous seasons and we didn't need it to be up in the forefront. And also, weren't there previous uh, episodes in previous seasons where they talked about how the doctor, when he was a he, obviously, had children and they're all gone now? Yeah, that's another thing. We have seen the doctor's kid in a previous episode. That doctor's kid actually married a doctor. Yeah. But, like... Well, the without saying the, the, the weird... Like clone daughter right. that David Tennant made, that David but like, married, but like the very first companion that the doc, like that William Hartnell had, was his granddaughter. Yeah. So the doctor right. has children, but we, but they've never really gotten into who those people are. Mm-hmm. But like they just since episode one of ever Doctor Who, the fact that he has children is established. So maybe we're gonna get those answers. Like we did just have. Hartnell's doctor like revisited in in what was it was technically episode zero of this season. So it's possible that Chibnall could be looking at this as like, but that seems too deep lore There's, for them to like dig into when he's trying to like sort of let people a find a new uh, like help us find a new audience. Right. This is an interesting. Um, yeah, I'm hoping they get away from like old Doctor Who stuff because that's something that Moffat often went to. That as someone who kind of joined in on the tenant Eccleston years, it's kind of nice to kind of move away from that. This is an interesting comment in the comments from Chib- Chibagami27, however you want to pronounce that. They say, for a Time Lord, calling someone Timeless Child seems like an insult. They did make reference to her being an outcast of her people. It wouldn't be the first. Madame Pompadour comes to mind. Do you know? Do you remember who Madame Pompadour is? Uh, not, not, not enough to like uh, try to explain. She the one that um, this was David Tennant's season, I believe. If I'm remembering correctly, if I'm not, I'm completely off on this. Um, she was the mistress of one of the kings and fell in love with David Tennant, and he came back 
to get her. He, he kept coming in and out of time. And every he first was there when she was a little girl. And then she got uh, older. And yeah, then he came back. And then she came back and he came back and she was dead. He was going to take her with him. But yes, he came that, back oh, too late. It was, it was the yeah. girl in the fireplace. And they had like this weird connection. And she knew too much about him somehow. Right. So that could be a thing. Like the, it, uh, there's always that's always a, an interesting runner when there are like facts about the doctor floating out there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm reminded of like when we when we were dealing with the name of the doctor, yeah, yeah. That and that didn't is there necessarily have the most satisfying conclusion. Uh, no. Nope, but no, <laughs> uh, nope. but like the that's mystery. what I'm a little worried about with this timeless child thing. I hope yeah. it doesn't set up the same thing. Yeah, but um, uh, but uh, but you've intrigued me at the very mm-hmm. least. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of kings and queens, we have a message for you, kings and queens. Great segue. Kings and queens after buzzers. Heck yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Our network produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels by subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you, plus you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried worried about pesky notifications, don't be, because they're optional. You can turn them off. Mm-hmm. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments, and we'll thank you on air. For now, thank you for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV Talk. Thank you. Thank, thank you guys you. for always helping out and supporting us thank you um but let's um i want to talk about what you guys thought about the the doctor and her relation to her her best friends her best friends uh um, not say companions is that a thing i you know i heard a rumor that like they were trying to drop companions from the general like nomenclature of the show i hope not i, I kind of like it not too i yeah. love the companions although i did like not that i would you know, want them to stop calling them the companions. But I kind of really did love that moment when she's like, these are my new best friends. <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. That's a that's nice awesome. way. I like that. I, I also just love how she's imposed that, like, title upon them. Yeah. Like, there's not, it's not an optional thing. No. These are my friend. These are my best friends. <laughs> my best they friends. came along Everyone- very unwillingly. <laughs> yeah, I, I accidentally wow. kidnapped them and brought them to space. They almost my died. They're my best friends. <laughs> It's the uh, same as like I'm watching a lot of Big Mouth right now. There's a coach, the coach, ep, the coach of that is calling everyone their best friend too. So I found <laughs> that's my little Big Mouth reference in the Doctor Who episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really like the dynamic between them because one thing I was really afraid of going into like a female Doctor Who was I wanted them to stay away from shipping her at all like i wanted 100 agree i was really afraid that they were gonna be like oh she's a lady so she needs to be in love and i'm glad that they they thought of a scenario where she's just surrounded by people and is almost kind of a family and so i think they're focusing on a sense of family and togetherness with this with this with the companions of this one having like a granddad who's trying to get closer to his step-grandson and Maybe there's something in between, like Yaz and 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 Ryan, or Yaz and Ryan, but like that could be a shipping thing. But yeah, I that's can, okay. It's already like I think they're dropping those threads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I am no stranger to getting deep, deep into shipping. Uh, <laughs> like in a weird, in a place the way that it gets weird. 
uh, th- there's explanations to that. Don't worry. Um, but I agree with you that I think for this season, like I would love, to, I, I would be intrigued by another Doctor romance. I really liked the Doctor and River. What is it? But I don't want it this season. I don't yeah. even want them to hint at it this season. Maybe next one, but I don't even necessarily need it there. It's not something I need for this by any means. But I do, right. I do like like. I'm like I'm a rom-com guy. Like uh, like I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it, but like it has to be exactly right and the and that's not something we want to do this season. I this would doctor. be more interested in having this doctor meet an ex like somehow. I know it's a little oh my, impossible, but like yeah. I know they said they're not going to do this. But, but I want her, I want her to run into River so bad. Yeah, you kind of do. <laughs> and have River just be like Oh, this is not an avenue I've explored. I would <laughs> Are we love, doing this? I would love it if River's just like, what? hell yes. <laughs> hell yes. I, I mean, think that's very rare. We know that she did want two Matt Smiths at one point. She <laughs> yeah, was like, that's yeah, another yeah. kind of birthday. <laughs> so she's a little bit of a freak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be weird. That'd be super weird. <laughs> be great. Um, <laughs> but I am intrigued to see like what they do with the... With Yaz and Ryan, yeah, yeah. whether that is going to get romantic. I did want to say, before speak as we're talking about this, um, one of my favorite lines, I think a lot of people's favorite lines from this episode, is the uh, come to daddy. Uh, I mean, yes. mommy. That was great. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to hit yeah, you, no, no, but I quoted okay. that too. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good moment. It's, and I'm also glad that they're not, I think we talked about like, all the things that they could have fun with, with her suddenly becoming a woman, and then she's you know, suddenly has boobs and she's like, what's are these? Or, you know, they could go down that road. I want them to. Yeah, it a little would be bit. nice. Not but, a lot. A little bit. At the same time, it's kind of nice how it almost, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter to the doctor. And I agree. And it definitely is one of those things that, yeah, she's just doing her thing. That's not important to her. You know, she's a woman. That's an adjustment. But still, after a thousand plus years yeah. in a man's body, if I suddenly was a man, I'd be like, all right, what is going on down here? It might not matter, but I would still be like, all yeah. right, this is super different. But that's a good point. So like a thousand years, 12 or th- 13 different oh. bodies. Yeah. Um, By the way, the, the chat has brought up a good point of meeting Captain Jack. Would be <gasps> that would be my favorite. Jack would have I a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, he would like, <laughs> flip out. Because he is just all for... Anyone yeah. does not yeah. matter. It's irre- yeah. it, the, the, the gender is irrelevant, but he would just be so excited Species by like irrele- he would be. Jack would be all about the conversation we're having right now. Yes. Oh. But that's but you're right. Like a thousand years, twelve or thirteen different bodies as a man, and now you've got one as a woman. Look, I've only been in a man's body for thirty years, <laughs> but you made me a woman tomorrow. I'd I'd have a lot to explore and be, and be like, what? How does this work? But wasn't yeah. there past What's this? What's this? <laughs> wasn't there past doctors yeah. that don't they don't recognize genders? Like, isn't that something like Peter Capaldi did at a couple points where he's just like you like almost didn't notice? He did that was with Clara. The... He was like, "You're a girl. What? Why do you?" It's, he he did that a couple of times yeah. with her even. Yeah, so there's... That was, like, close to regeneration, though, I right? guess. So that that's, was... a, like, wacky, wacky time. By the way... Strax does it all the time. Strax <laughs> There's the one comment I really love. Michael Gcock, uh said, The Doctor's love has already returned, and she's redecorated. 
Which is, mmm, I do like that. Which is a good segue. Ah, but it's not time for segue because there's more to, we got to talk about with this. Well, topic. we could talk about the we could talk about the blues box now if we want. Um, well, I want to finish up talking about the the friends. Yeah, yeah, and stuff because uh, the other dynamic that uh, that they're sort of building is between Graham and Ryan. Yeah, and there is like they have this deep connection through um, through his grandmother. Yeah. Um, I have the name right now. Whose down. name I've already forgotten I because they fridged her they always so talk about quick. Her Nan. Yeah. Oh um, they they refer to her as Nan, but like I don't remember what her actual name is. But that's the thing. But, is, so, but these, but like Graham is very much trying to make it work with. Mine. Yeah. Like and I Grace. I, Grace. Sorry, I'm so yes, sorry. Grace. Grace. Um, uh, and I love how Ryan's weakness is ladders. I think that's going to come back so often, and I think it's well, actually a good choice. Again, I I want, like, he runs in, like, when Ryan run, ran in, like, first-person shooter mode to, like, take <laughs> down the ropes, which was hilarious and adorable. Call of oh, Duty, right? but, I, but I, again, have this... The reload scream, by the way, on the way back was the best part. Him yes. going like, <laughs> all of a sudden, that was great. I'm really going to enjoy this character yeah. the more yeah. he gets... Re- the, I, Give this guy more absurd stuff to do. Yeah. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to get wackier. But it, it does revisit the point that we made last week, which is this guy's supposed to have a like motor deficiency mm-hmm. where he his equilibrium is off is the main symptom. Yeah, but his like, coordination is is off. Yeah, I think. But they have they like he was running through sand and stuff That's in this right. episode. Like when he ran in, he was firing this alien gun at these characters, and they just didn't. And if it's hand-eye coordination, that. then he shouldn't be able to shoot them so well. Right? right. Exactly. And the, I'm just, I love that the and again, like we talked about this week, so I don't need to harp on it very long. Yeah. But like, I love that they would put in that disability because it's, I think it's important to show people of different abilities and how yeah. that affects everything. But if you're gonna do it, go for it. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think they could do more than just have him go, huh, why does that have to be ladders? Which I did like the line. But you don't really see it affect him. Like, you see him like, oh, I hate that I have to go on this ladder. And then he gets on the ladder and he gets off the ladder and he's fine. Yeah. But so is it, we, we talked to that point extensively last week. Yeah, I know. So. But they brought it back again. So it's like, if they keep doing this, they do have to actually use it. They yeah. have to have it be something. Um, but yeah, and now with, with I want to make sure that we have time to talk about the, in the new TARDIS. New TARDIS. So before we do that, I'm going to real quick just remind you guys that a great way to help out the show is to go onto iTunes and hit us with a rating, hit us with a review. It's a great way for people to help find the podcast for other Doctor Who fans, other Whovians that want to know about the show. And it just helps us keep the lights on because the more people that listen, the more we can do at AfterBuzz. And if you do, you'll get a little shout out on the show. So I want to thank Rapidza on iTunes. Um... Who who gave uh, said thank you, Doctor Who? Yes, <laughs> uh, that's all you need to do. It just has to be a quick thing, and it, even those quick reviews help in a big way. So thank you yeah. for going on, rating and subscribing and reviewing. Um, all right, so New the TARDIS. TARDIS is back. We found the ghost, the ghost monument, aka the TARDIS, mm-hmm. um, and we're going retro, fresh from. Joshua Tree because they are loaded up on crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where are you going? Where am I going with it? It just feels like, I don't know, living in L.A. and having so many L.A. friends. It's just like, yep, 
Ladies love their crystals. <laughs> yeah. It feels like they're yeah. kind of playing out that a little bit. It, I had the same thought. Um, I love the outside. The new, the, yes. the new outside. The new of the outside TARDIS. is great. I love the. Um, it's, the sign. It feels like very much old school. Like they had sort of evolved the TARDIS past what it was like in the classic form, like the '60s phone booth, mm-hmm. phone box. Um, but now they put the colors back to where, like the black, like thing with the white text. Right. Um, so it's a very classic feel. Um, I like that when we walked in, normally you just see the doors and then that's it. But I love that you see the shape of the TARDIS see, in the entranceway. I'm I really like that. I'm not a big fan of that. Because to me, that's like, that doesn't make you think, oh, this is inside the TARDIS. It makes me feel like the TARDIS is the pathway to something else. Like, or the the police box is the pathway to something else. Because the entire police box is just stuck on the top and stuck on the front of this. There's but the, that's sort of accurate. Like, it's the entrance to this pocket dimension. It's but not, it's great when you open it up and it's a giant world inside. Rather than open it up and it looks like a police box. And then you walk past the police box and then it's the actual, like... I see that bag. side of it. I still like it. Yeah. I still like it having this, like, hallway feel. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's I, like I feel her, like... It's like her foyer. I kind of love the door just, like, stuck on the top, yeah. but, you know... I do, too. And but then you so, open it and you're like, oh, it's bigger on the inside. So what do you guys think much. about this new design? It's got round things. I'm worried it's dark. It is It does dark. feel very... It feels dark, feels very crowded. I, yeah. it's, I was going to say, it's a little too much for me. There's two, and the, I'm not a fan of crystals. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> What? It, honestly, I walked in, I was like, Oh, this is a little bit scary. There's a lot going on in here. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Let us know real quick. I want to know, because uh, we're going to have to move on from this pretty quickly, but I want to know what the chat thinks. So please let us know, like, even if it's just a yes or no yeah. on this interior. So far, we have I love it, and uh, now with added cut. Custard cream dispenser, which is okay, apparently like. Jodie Whittaker's favorite cookie. Oh yeah! Nice. Um, I was Aww. watching a featurette that, like, nice. the production designer <clears throat> just subtly asked her, like, hey, "What's your just no no reason? What's your favorite cookie?" Um, and then they installed that little that's awesome. thing. Right? Okay, that's that I'm all down for. I feel like that's the one thing the TARDIS was missing the entire time was a cookie dispenser. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm 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 all over. I do. That. Love, it's like a foot pedal that that gives you a cookie. Heck right. Yes. Um, I also do love the little like uh, hourglasses and stuff. I like yeah. hourglass. Yeah. Cute. I don't know what to do with the little like glass TARDIS spinning yeah. around. That's that felt weird. weird. That's too weird. Um. That's too. Light. Maybe the idea is supposed to be that if a, if you were <laughs> if if a chame, the chameleon circuit was functional, that thing would be changing with it so that you would always know what you look like on the outside yeah we got some yeses we also have a walk a walker the seventh says it does seem too dark alec henning says it's very organic looking which i also thought too it kind of had like the crystals make it feel very kind of fleshy it's like a cave i I would say more like a cave it reminded me of tenants tardis in a big way yeah like it's not the same for me like i really liked the like the i really did like the capaldi Hardest with like the library and stuff yeah. in it that right. felt really cool. Like yeah. that, I, I, if I was designing a TARDIS, I had to pick one. That's probably the one I wind up with. We also have Time yeah. Lady Rose Hallowell says yes, but needs a seat. Yeah, they always need seats there, but that doesn't make good TV. So they just <laughs> like walking around. They never have seats. Exercise. We also have. I like that the TARDIS seemed. Uh, even bigger on the inside than it usually was, which is kind of true. It does seem a little bigger, but it also seemed like. Because it had that cave feeling, I feel. 
I actually felt like it was smaller. Like that's the it felt like with so much so much crystal stuff on the walls, it felt cramped yeah. Yeah. to me. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what like what other hallways we get. Like you never know. This could be the TARDIS where we get out of that main room a little bit more. Yeah. Um, which we haven't done in a while. No, not since Matt Smith, right? Is that the yeah. last time they really went just dis- you know transversing through the? TARDIS? I think so. Yeah, it's been a, it's been yeah. a while. Um, yeah, we don't really get to see the bowels of the TARDIS. I know, that much. and I want to. Apparently, Matt Smith had a pool. Maybe she'll have some other cool things like that. A library. Yep. Some library uh, time lady room. There, I'm sure there's a library. It's just like whether it's in the main room yeah. or whether there's a pool in the library. It is interesting, and people uh, and time lady Rose brings this up. But I wish the line bigger on the inside was said, and I did notice that it purposely wasn't said. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. be really sad if they start taking out little things like that. Yeah, I get. I, I understand Chibnall's intention to make this set different mm-hmm. but i don't want to lose the things that make it doctor some, who right. it's, it's a it's a it's a very fine line it is that you could find yourself constantly going back and forth i remember there was someone from i think the capaldi uh season where someone said like it's smaller on the outside than on the inside like, and he said something like before. oh that's people usually say it the other way around, <laughs> which I kind I, of like when yeah. they say it, but they don't really say but it. But they like play with it. Yeah. But like we didn't even really get that. They kind of did. He said like, "How do you fit all this stuff into one police box?" But it wasn't like funny enough. Yeah, like we needed a. We, if you're gonna not say the line, you have to have a, a funnier version of that line. Yeah. Well, speaking of writing lines, uh, mm-hmm. that's going to transition us into our new special segment for the for we're going to do every episode. We're calling Who's Who. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. We're, we're taking the TARDIS back into a meta position because I want to take a moment every week and spotlight the um, the creative team behind each episode. I think it's a really fun way to get to know like what the creative voice is, especially because there's so many new voices coming into Doctor yeah. Who. Um, so like this episode was written by Chris Chibnall, um, the showrunner, mm-hmm. who's done, like we've talked about at length, his like credits and his career. Um, and the But this episode was directed by a new director to Doctor Who. Um, his name is Mark Tondry. I mm. don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's a say you are. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mark has directed uh, things for... Uh, he's directed a bunch of episodes of Gotham, um, did an episode of Lucifer, one one episode of 12 Monkeys, a Black Lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a guy with like a lot of like superhero like sci-fi stuff coming in. Cred. Um, what did you guys think of his directorial debut? I actually thought this was for some reason. I you said this was less cinematic than the first episode. I thought this was more cinematic. Maybe that's just me, but it felt like. Maybe it's because of uh, we saw these landscapes and everything. I think it was. I think it was the open spaces. Like last week, yeah. we had a lot of closed off. Like very, you were forced into small, like cinematic boxes. This right. was like very widespread. It's just a different feel. Yeah, I kind of I liked it. I liked what they're doing with it, and uh, I'd like to see. I don't know where they go with it. I think it could be more cinematic. I think the more cinematic a TV show is, the better. But yeah, what do yeah. you think? Um, I'm curious to see where they go with it. I'm honestly, I and I did like it too. I'm honestly holding off um, having too much of an opinion on it until a couple, a few episodes mm-hmm. in. I always like to give it a few episodes because the first couple are always weird and it's always like, oh my god, it's like putting on a new coat that doesn't you, that you you're trying to break it in or new shoes that you're trying to break right. in. It always feels a little bit uncomfortable, and then I'm like, okay, we're gonna get into it. Yeah. Um, but I did like what he did with the episode. Yeah. It and- did feel. Torchwoody. And for what it's worth, the cinematographer of this episode, uh, Tico 
Palukakis, uh, again, sorry, um, uh, direct is direct uh, is cinema, the cinematographer listed for a bunch of Lucifer, um, some Twelve Monkeys, uh, as well as uh, looks like a big chunk, if not all, of season two of American Gods. Interesting. Okay. Um, but we'll see where the yeah, next American that, Gods this, is that, like. uh, this team will also be back next week for the episode Rosa. Um, yeah. Which will be next week's episode, which we got to wrap up. Okay. Um, so no real time for predictions, but we do know where we're going, which is to, as we talked about last week, to meet Rosa Parks. Yeah, and it's going to be a meeting a historical going back in time moment. So they're kind of covering their bases. They're yeah. doing the... Alien on Earth, they're doing the going to another place, they're going to meeting a historical figure. Yeah, being, we're getting in all our, all our Doctor Who mainstays. Yeah. Um, so as we wrap out, I want to thank you guys so much for joining us here on the Doctor Who After Show on AfterBuzz TV. I've been your host, Zach Wilson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. Uh, there may also be some more after shows coming down the pipeline with me, so stick around. Um, you can also check out the podcast that I host outside of here. It's called Ships in the Night, and it is uh, me and uh, another uh, AfterBuzz guy, Greg Goodness, where we literally take characters from different fandoms and just and just ship them we just decide yep. whether they would be in a relationship or not uh tomorrow's episode is uh katie cullen and we there's some overwatch some master chief it gets super weird <laughs> yeah. super weird Check i was out. on their show it it does get weird <laughs> it's it's great yeah look out look up those episodes yeah it's real weird uh i'm dave child you can find me at mr dave child on instagram or the twitter you can also go to davechild.com because i'm dave child also i'll be on the legends of tomorrow after show as well coming up so yell that out to the person who mentioned wave rider in the comments which is good for you i'm also <laughs> going to be talking about the wave rider talking about all sort of time traveling superheroes so dave child who are you i'm zia anderson and you can find me on instagram and twitter at zia underscore land it's xia underscore land and also this thursday at 10 p.m i'll be covering the last four episodes of maniac on the maniac after show all right, guys, this has been the Doctor Who After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Thanks for geeking out with us. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.